It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King, I'm your host, and uh, it's just such a joy to spend an hour with you on Sunday mornings just talking about the church, talking about the things of the Lord, as I say, dreams and visions, and a church triumphant, alive and well. And uh, as it has always been, the church is our focus. We talk about the church and what God is doing in his church, in his glorious kingdom, and it's exciting that I get the opportunity to interview people from all different perspectives of Christian ministry, and it's been an awful lot of fun. Show number 1,003 today, and uh, that's about getting close to 19 years that I've been doing this broadcast, and I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of people. <laughs> it's been a it's a wonderful opportunity to meet people, to get to know them. And uh, so I would extend an invitation to you if you are involved in Christian ministry in some capacity. If you call me, we'll set up a time to uh, bring you into the studio and we'll allow you to share your passion for whatever it is that God has laid upon your heart to do for the kingdom. And uh, I've had people who... Uh, have shared about ministries they've been involved in for years. I've had people who've come in here and they tell me about a ministry that, that's in their heart, that they're looking to launch and go forth. And I'm just here to encourage them and to help them to broaden their horizons as they share these things on the radio. And I, I, I'm always intrigued because so many of the people that I have come to be on the show. I don't know them. I've talked to them on the phone. And uh, I think a lot of times people are a little suspicious about this whole thing. And uh, they come here to the church where we do the broadcasting and not a radio studio, even though I do have a radio studio here in the church. <laughs> but it's a, it's a little different. But uh, once we get to talking, we pretty much find out that we have a kindred spirit because we have a love for the Lord and a love for ministry, and a love to serve. And uh, so many people that I know who are sacrificing, they sacrifice a lot to be able to serve in ministry. And that just uh, amazes me. But it makes me very, very thankful because of the, uh, the work that God is doing in his kingdom. And of course, one of the things that uh, is always very close to my heart is the opportunities that we have here in the land in which we live, the United States of America, that allows us many privileges to be able to express our faith, to talk about the things that are important to us. And so I'm always uh, mindful of our progress as a nation. And uh, um, just think about the words of Ronald Reagan when he said, you're only one generation away.
from losing your freedom. And uh, I take that very, very serious because, well, I believe that freedom is a precious, precious gift of God. But unfortunately, that's not the case all around the world. There are many, many places that people don't have the freedoms and the liberties that we have here in America. And unfortunately, there are places to where at one time they were free to be able to express their thoughts, uh, free to have a free reign, free opportunities to, to do whatever occupation that uh, they feel led to do, but then they lost their freedom. And uh, that grieves my heart. It really does. But it's reality. And, of course, I'm, I'm a reader. I love to read, and I've read all kinds of books about a lot of different things, and I've read about how these things happen. And, uh, and many times it's progressive. It always is. I mean, in other words, it didn't just happen overnight. There were a series of events. And I believe that most of the time those events were orchestrated. In other words, it wasn't just accidental. It was very much planned, very much by design to where eventually um, liberties were given up because people were unaware. It's, a, it's an amazing thing how people can be very, very much blinded by things that are happening around them. And, and so often people are motivated by greed rather, rather than uh, uh, anything else. And so they're willing to, to give up something here in order to supposedly gain something over here. And then next thing you know, uh, that, that uh, freedom is lost and not to be regained. But still, people are unaware. It kind of reminds me of the old adage, uh, uh, the frog in the kettle. I think there was a book written called The Frog in the Kettle. And basically, uh, the concept is you put a frog in water and then uh, uh, you begin to heat the water up and the frog won't realize what's happening until it gets boiled. <laughs> so... That's a terrible thing to think about, but it is a concept to be mindful of. So what I'm going to do today on the broadcast, since it's just us, uh, I don't have a guest in the studio today. I do have some things planned. Uh, people are signing up <laughs> to come and be on the broadcast with it, but we're still a little early coming out of the holidays. So people are still off doing other things, but we're going to get focused here another week but today it's just us and of course on, on these days like this I play gospel music on the show because I'm a lover of gospel music but uh, I've been uh, in my daily Bible readings and uh, this is something I do every day I will not miss a day of not being in the word and I have a system in which leads me to different portions of the Bible every day and recently I've been reading in the book of Jeremiah and uh, if you know anything about Jeremiah, he we call him the uh, weeping prophet because he began to prophesy during the days of Josiah. And again, if you're familiar with your Bible history and uh, during the time that the northern kingdom had already been uh, separated, lost, we don't know whatever happened to him. 
And then there was left Judah, the nation of Judah. And then a succession of uh, good kings and bad kings until finally the bad kings had so uh, polluted the land that God had taken his hand of blessing off of Judah. But he rose up or raised up a king by the name of Josiah. And Josiah was a very good king. He was the last of the good kings. And Jeremiah began to prophesy during the days of Josiah. He prophesied what was to come. And uh, in many ways, Jeremiah was a reluctant prophet. But it's interesting, in the very beginning of the book of Jeremiah, it talks about that before Jeremiah was ever born, God had decreed that he would be a man of God, he would be a prophet. And so this was, this was his whole existence. And uh, he come to realize the burden that God had put upon him to tell uh, the people the direction in which they were going and where it was heading. And he prophesied of things that were to come. And of course, the, what was to come was the, uh, the invasion by Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and, and the uh, uh, destruction of Judah. And Jeremiah prophesied through all of that. And uh, it, it really is uh, quite a, a tug in your heart when you read it because you realize that this was progressive. This, this happened over a process of time. And uh, the warnings were there, but the people didn't heed. And the kings and the rulers didn't heed. They were so caught up in themselves, they didn't care about the people. And they really didn't care about the nation. And they allowed this destruction to come because it's simply this. When God takes his hand off of a, of a people, then destruction is going to come because that leaves it to the one who has the mission the mission that Jesus described to us in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, when he said the enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. So when the hand of God was taken off of Judah, then the enemy of God just came in and did what he does. And that's what he'll do because he's a he's a destructive in his very nature. And uh, he brings pain, lots of pain, pain when the enemy of God is in control he brings a lot of pain so we're going to talk about this in just a little bit but uh, I'm going to start off with uh, the Gaither vocal band it's just something called Let Freedom Ring pray that. I pray that for America. Lord, that freedom, freedom would always ring across this land and that we would understand, that we would understand how precious it is. And uh, I uh, was given a movie here <laughs> for Christmas and it's a tough one to watch, I'm telling you. 
It's called the Hacksaw Ridge. And uh, my my daughter gave it to me because she said, well, Daddy lacks uh, history so much. And I do, but uh, I'm not big on violence. Uh, I don't really like watching violence, but uh, I made myself watch it. And it was hard because I just don't like violence. And, and uh, But uh, watch uh, the presentation of what really happened. I mean, of course, this is a movie, but uh, just think about it. There are people who have gone into battle uh, knowing, knowing what they're going to be facing, but just willing to do it. It just absolutely amazes me. I heard somebody uh, on the radio this week, and I don't mean to be taking credit for something that somebody else said, but I, I'll just repeat it. They said, well, the, the, the guys who got off those boats first at, at, uh, to scale those uh, bluffs and stuff to liberate France were brave, but the ones who... The second and third wave were even braver because they had seen what had happened to that first bunch. And they did it. They did it for freedom. And uh, it just uh, makes me just thankful, but also uh, to realize that if people are not aware, if people are not aware of the price and the, and the need for vigilance, for what we have, not just to take it for granted. <laughs> this is the uh, Gospel on the Radio uh, Talk Show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm uh, I'm the regular host. I get to do this every Sunday, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity just to talk about the church. And uh, as I said earlier, this is my focus. I talk about the church and what God is doing in His kingdom. But but I'm so thankful that we live in a country to where the church can can function. Uh, in other words, there's no restrictions on us. Well, <laughs> we're living in some strange times, and we won't go into all that. But uh, uh, nevertheless, we're allowed to have worship services. But that should not be taken for granted. And that's what grieves my heart when so many people tell me, says, well, Sunday morning, that's the only time that I have to, to sleep in and rest. And I'm thinking, so you're telling me that uh, going to work is more important to you than going and, uh, to a place to worship the Lord and to build up your faith. You see, that's the sort of thing that concerns me is because people don't even realize the, the preciousness of even the opportunity to be able to go to church on Sunday morning or Saturday morning or wherever, uh, whatever time you, you go to worship, that you don't even realize how precious that gift is that you can go. And uh, I guess that uh, you know, someday when the churches are shut down, well, again, we're living in strange times, but um, it's a wonderful gift. And we should not take that for granted. That's a part of the freedom that has been bought with a price by people who have shed their blood to be able to allow us to have these freedoms. Well, let me go over my rules. I forgot to do this in the 
first part of the program. We don't talk sports here. We don't talk politics. We don't talk doctrine. But we always speak well of one another. And that's the way we've done it now, like, like I said, for 1,003 shows so far. If you'd like to contact me, 5671703. That's the cell phone. I'd be happy to talk with you. And uh, we can talk about America if you want to. Talk about freedom or talk about gospel music. I'm, I'm up for all of those things. And uh, uh, email Pastor J.L. King at yahoo.com. I'm also the pastor of uh, Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast at a storefront there. And if you are looking to come and worship with us this morning, we'd be happy to have you. And uh, love to see you. We start at 11.05. You can find us on the web at frcm.us. If you're on Capital Circle heading toward Park Avenue, after you pass by Easterwood Drive there where you turn into Tom Brown Park, you, you're close. Just keep on going. Look for the sign that says Freedom Road Christian Ministry. And come and join us. 11.05, bring the family. We love to worship the Lord together. Love visitors. Love our families. And I love America. We do. So that's your invitation. Also, uh, for my Southern Gospel music lovers, and maybe you're one of them, you want to tune in on Saturday nights for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing with Pastor Jack King. It's 7 o'clock on 94.1 on your radio dial. That's Wave 94, 94.1, 7 o'clock, the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. And also join me Monday through Friday there on uh, Wave 94 for the daily broadcast, the daily teaching of the Word of God. So that brings you all up to speed on all of that. Now let's talk about Jeremiah. As I said, Jeremiah was uh, described as being the, the weeping prophet. And uh, he began to prophesy during the days of Josiah, a good king. But even then he saw the direction this whole thing was heading and he kept telling them. And uh, as time progressed, and of course as Jeremiah got older and more bolder in his preaching and his proclamations, they got tired of listening to Jeremiah. And uh, they sold him off or exiled him off to Egypt for a while just to get rid of him. And then they brought him back. And again, they got tired of listening to him, so they threw him down in a well. And he sunk up to his knees in the muck and the mire, but he did not stop preaching. He was preaching. They could hear him echoing, <laughs> coming up out of that well, just preaching and making his proclamations of what's to, to come. And one of the things that he said, uh, he said, hath a nation change, changed their gods? And uh, what a stirring question. Has a nation changed their gods or their God? And uh, see, I look at history. Like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm a student of history. I, I love reading, and I read about history. And I read about our founding as a nation. And uh, these were not perfect men who sat in those hot uh, uh, legislative chambers on those hot summers 
and, and all dressed up and all that garb. I'm just, <laughs> just amazed at that. <laughs> but uh, there was a variety of men, but uh, predominantly there were men who had Christian values and uh, uh, Christian Judeo values. And they interjected them in these documents that they wrote, which are the documents of our freedom and our constitution. And uh, God's will was very much in center of the thought. And so as uh, Jeremiah said to Judah, have we changed our God? Well, <laughs> I do believe that there is a, um, a attempt, an attempt toward that. But you see, this comes back to what I say that this show is about. It's about the church. And uh, when the church becomes powerless, then you're going to have the lack of influence upon the nation. And when I see churches in decline, and they are all across our land. Uh, I've been to the uh, church growth seminars. I, I hear what they're saying. Uh, the last one that I went to, they talked about how that in the north, it's just, it's just about done. However, I have heard that recently there's been signs of revival in New York City. Praise God for that. Let's just pray over that. But uh, churches in the north, they, they, they said they're just dead. And then they said that it's better in the south, but it's still declining. The church, the numbers of people attending church, just declining. And I'm going to tell you something. You go into a lot of churches in America right now, you're going to see people who, who look like me, white hair. <laughs> and uh, you look around and you go, okay, another 10 years, what are we going to have here? And that's fortunately what we're facing. I, I'm thankful that we've got some churches that are just uh, doing very, very well. They're, they're some of the mega churches and things like that. I'm thankful. But uh, the church is the, the power that will save a nation. But if the church keeps declining, then where will we be? And uh, well, these are just things for us to think about. So Jeremiah says, has a nation changed their gods? And he says, my people have changed their glory for they for that which does not profit. Think about it. Just like I was saying earlier, uh, they'll hear uh, somebody come on the radio or television with a commercial saying, if you vote for me, I'll give you. And I remember a few years ago in a, during a, a campaign season, I was uh, in, in uh, watching TV there in, in our bedroom uh, just just walking through, really, just walking through. The TV was on, and I, and I saw this ad, and it was basically uh, a politician coming on there. He says, uh, well, uh, if you vote for this guy, he's going to give you $50, but if you vote for me, I'm going to give you $500. And you say, well, Pastor King, you're kidding me. No, I, I heard it. I saw it. And, uh, well, people are, you know, by nature, we're greedy. And we'll trade our votes for that which does not profit. 
in the long run. This is what Jeremiah was saying. He was saying this to the nation of Judah. And I'm just saying, well, these are all things that uh, we have to be mindful of because, you see, you see, there's a pattern here. And that's why I bring us back to the scriptures because I see a pattern. It says, Jeremiah says, I saw backsliding Israel commit adultery and I put her away and I gave her a bill of divorcement. And that's what he did. The northern kingdom of Israel, gone, just totally gone, disappeared. God turned his back on it. So as I gave her a bill of divorcement, yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot. So what Jeremiah is saying is, like I say, he's a weeping prophet, but he's a powerful prophet. And he's saying here, Judah, you watched what happened to Israel. And you didn't learn from it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't learn from it. See, this is why it's important that we, we be students of history. Because you, you know the old saying, that says if, you, if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. And uh, a book that has just stuck in my, my memory, and it's been a long time since I read it, and I, I was looking for a copy of it, because uh, I, I, I must have had a copy of it at one time, because I don't go to the library and, and rent books because I'm afraid I'd lose it. And, and the, well, that goes. And so, uh, so usually it's, if I'm reading it, I, I had possession of it. And there's a book that's entitled Escape from Red China. And I would encourage everybody to read that book because basically um, it's a story about a young man who was from China, but he'd been in America going to an American university. And when all the turmoil began to happen there and that country began to shift from, uh, from democracy to communism, he thought it was cool. And uh, so he said, I'm going to come back. I'm going to go back. And his family said, no, no, no. You don't want to come over here now. Stay in America. But he, he returned home. And... Uh, he witnessed it. He saw what happened and how by deceit they were able to beguile the people. And basically they, they caused the peasants to rise up and revolt thinking that they were going to end up with the power. But it didn't happen that way. And it describes how that they would uh, they'd bring a, a landowner in before the uh, city square and all the peasants and stuff would be gathered around in a circle. They put that farmer in the middle of the circle and then they would begin to uh, uh, make accusations toward the farmer thinking that if we kill him, we'll get his land. And so they would, they would begin making these accusations and then it would, the whole thing would just get heated up and then the people would just stone him, kill him right there in the square. But guess what? The peasants didn't get the land. And uh, like I say, it's, it's a uh, uh, tremendous read. But it talks to me about how that uh, if we're not mindful of what God has given us as a free people, 
that we can lose. We can lose that which we have, and it's very, very precious. A little word of an encouragement for us here this morning on the gospel, on the radio talk show, because we need to be encouraged that God is able. And uh, when God is in control, we can uh, we can see powerful things happen. But uh, we have to, as a church, we have to understand the, the, the greatest weapon that we have is prayer and uh, the study of God's word. If we will fortify ourselves with the word of God and with prayer, we can have great victory. But uh, when the church is weak and when the church is lazy, then uh, we'll understand that there, there are forces out to destroy because that's who the enemy is, to kill, steal, or to steal, kill, and destroy. That's, that's who he is. Well, Jeremiah was a man who uh, he saw what was going what was going down, and he prophesied for a long time, and he prophesied through a lot of different things, a lot of different uh, changes in the in the political scene, and he saw one king that was exiled to Egypt, and then they, they brought another one in, and uh, he just he just witnessed the whole decline, and he he, he prophesied about it. And he tried to warn the people, but uh, many times it was just falling on deaf ears. People didn't want to listen. They, they didn't want to hear what Jeremiah had to say. He said, uh, we lie down, this is uh, Jeremiah 3.25, he says, we lie down in our shame and our confusion covers us. And uh, I've heard on the radio uh, people calling in and saying, I'm, I'm not going to vote anymore. I'm through with voting. And uh, people are discouraged about these things. Well, that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> what you need to do is that you need to pray and you need to vote. And uh, vote your conscience. But uh, what he's, Jeremiah simply saying is, he said, uh, because of everything that's happening, people are just overwhelmed. And one of the things that I've noticed is that most people, no, I don't want to say most, a lot of people, they get just enough news to, to not understand. And it just seems like it's just so, 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 so overwhelming. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, there have been things going on for a long time, but there was no notice of that because all of a sudden things begin to command your attention. So that's why it's important that we pay attention and that we we study, we understand, and we vote our conscience and don't allow ourselves to become, become confused with discouragement because uh, God is able and he's able to overcome all things and God will help us, but we have to be vigilant and we have to pray and understand the power of prayer. He says in verse 18 of chapter 5, it says, Nevertheless, in those days, says the Lord, I will not make a full end with you. And what Jeremiah is telling the, the nation of Judah at the time, he says, God's given you grace. God's given you time. And time is precious. 
And he says, I'm not going to make a full end of you. Not now. Now, we know that the scripture tells us that, uh, uh, that there came that time. That he said, because of the sins of Manasseh. He said, God's going to bring destruction. But yet he said, I will not completely destroy them because of David. And, and I find that to be absolutely fascinating because of David's great sins and transgressions. And the Spirit of God says that the sword will never depart from your house because of what you did with Bathsheba and, and, and the murder of her husband. But yet, God loved David so much, he said, I'm going to leave a remnant because of David. So that was God's mercy. And uh, uh, church, we need to pray for God's mercy. God's mercy and God's grace because those are the weapons that we we rely on. God's great love. He loves the church. He loves you and I. He loves America. He loves our nation. He loves God is just a great God. Yes, amen. His love like a river flows. And that's that's hope. That's hope for us. See, that's that's gives us confidence because we know the love of God, and uh, God loves His church. You remember, He said that uh, the gates of hell should not prevail against my church, and uh, Jesus laid down His life for His church. And uh, we're the most powerful force in the world. We just don't know it. That's the problem. We just don't know it, and. Uh, God has given us the Holy Spirit. He said, I'll not leave or forsake you. I'll send a comforter to you or another comforter to you. And he did. And he empowered the church. He told them, he says, go into all the world, but don't do it until you've been endued with power from on high. And he gave the Holy Spirit to the church age. If only the church could be fully aware of the great power that the church has. This is the gospel on the radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm happy to spend some time with you here on a Sunday morning before we go to church today. And I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast, FRCM.us. You can check us out on the web. Come and visit with us at 11.05 today. And uh, we'd love to see you. We do love having visitors at Freedom Road Christian ministry. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. I'm going to read to you from uh, chapter 18 of the book of Jeremiah, beginning in verse 7. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it? If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. If I do evil in my sight that obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good with I said I would benefit them. Now therefore go to speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem saying, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I frame evil against you and devise a device against you. Return you everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, There is no hope. 
but we will walk after our own devices. And we will do, and we will everyone do the imagination of his evil heart. And uh, that nation was destroyed. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar brought his huge army down and he besieged that city. And then he, he just destroyed it. And he carried people away into captivity into Babylon. They were there for 70 years in captivity. You see, God was extending his mercy, but uh, they were not mindful to receive the mercy that he'd given them. In other words, he's telling he says, turn your heart, repent from your indifference, and uh, cherish the things that God has provided. And that's why, I, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm making this appeal to Christian believers. We need to get in the church. We need to support the church. We need to, to be there. We need to pray we need to pray for our pastors and uh, we need to pray for those who are outside of faith. See, that's the work that the God has given us to do as, as a church. But so many, so many people have just dropped out and uh, for different reasons. And I'm saying it's time to get back. It's time to get back. It's time to get engaged. It's time to to uh, change our hearts from our indifferent ways because a nation needs you, a church needs you. And, uh, well, you need it for yourself to be involved. And uh, the church is, well, it's, I believe if we have a hope as a nation, it's in the church. It's in the church. It's God's people on their knees before God and, and allowing faith to Worry rise. Listen to the with brothers. Listen to this real carefully. Faith keeps, keeps back, walking. Searching for the shore. Fear might only look into the Lord. Faith keeps walking on. Looking to the Lord. That's a good word. That's the Booth Brothers, and this is the uh, Gospel on the Radio talk show. And uh, I leave you with the thought that uh, we are the church. We are the church of the living God, and we are powerful. And uh, God will give us the victory, but we have to be diligent. We have to be diligent cannot be slackful. We cannot be lazy. We have to be focused. And God will deliver his people. But uh, we can't just take things for granted because, well, freedom is precious. And uh, God has blessed us. Let's just don't just take it as, well, just nothing to be concerned about. No. We need to be vigilant. We need to be the watchman on the wall. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we thank you for 
this day. And Father, I pray over our churches today, God, that the Spirit of God would be moving through our churches, through our pulpits. Father God, we see a great harvest today. Father, I pray for America. I pray, God, for freedom. And Lord, I do pray for peace in Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. And Lord, these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.